Hi, welcome to Straight Shot Radio. This is Johnny Slick. I'm the head coach and owner of Straight Shot Training, and I'm joined by Rebecca Reefsnyder. She is a personal trainer and health coach. Uh, she's worked for me for a few years here, and uh, I wanted to bring her in today to talk about motivation and the value of work ethic and getting out of a program what you put in when it comes to the work. So, um, Rebecca, why don't you start us off with how, uh, when, and why did your fitness journey start? Um, well, my fitness journey was kind of forced upon me a little bit. Um, the summer uh, before I entered fifth grade, I had numerous health problems. Um, I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic, almost um, diabetic. I had high blood pressure. Um, I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, a couple other issues as well. Um, and the, basically, the doctor said that I had six months to get my blood sugar under control or I was going to be on insulin. And at one point, they thought I had some other conditions that I wasn't going to live past my mid-20s. So, um, yeah, after that, I, you know, I decided that I didn't want to be on insulin for the rest of my life, and I wasn't going to just take that lying down. So I did what I had to do to get, get so, healthy again. So you've always been this stubborn. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so then so what motivated you early on besides just your – you're wanting to live uh, past your 20s. But well, besides that, what motivated you early on when you didn't like exercising and you didn't like eating correctly? At first, it was fear. I mean, okay. when you're told you're going to have to stick yourself with a needle for the rest of your life, I hate needles. So <laughs> I was scared of that. Um, I mean, having a diagnosis like that is scary. Um, yeah. I'm also, I am very stubborn and I was able to use that to my advantage with this. Um, and my parents helped me a whole lot. I mean, when we had to change our eating habits, it wasn't just me. My entire family changed everything that they were doing. Um, and my parents gave me some tough love every now and again, making sure that I was staying on track as well. Okay, so they made this change with you? Yes. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So when did your motivation change from, I need to do this to stay alive, to... I kind of enjoy this or like I want to win at this now <laughs> with with your with playing basketball and with um, what you do with exercise now. Yeah, basketball was probably my saving okay. grace. Um, I started playing just because when the doctors told me I needed to start losing weight, it was the start of basketball season. So I'm like, here to be physically active. I guess I'll try out for the team. I was very tall. That helped me out a lot. Um, so I started playing and I started to love the game. Um, I was very heavy. I couldn't get up and down the court. I couldn't keep up, but I wanted to, and I wanted to be better and I wanted to get better. So I started moving from doing things because I was afraid of diabetes and I was afraid of all my other health issues to I want to accomplish something. I want to be a better basketball player. And so my motivation kind of shifted from that extrinsic to the intrinsic of competing against myself and wanting to better myself for other things. Gotcha. It's a very good health coach answer. <laughs> so when it comes to, to motivating and when that switch kind of happened to where, where you're really motivating yourself, where do you get that work ethic from? Because I, I, it's undisputable. You're probably the hardest working person I've seen with your job and in the gym. So where does that all come from? Uh, it comes from a lot of different places. Um, I mean, I live uh, with my parents on a family farm. So growing up on the farm, you know, hard, hard work was always, you know, a 
valued in our family. It was something that yeah. was promoted a lot. Um, my favorite Bible verse has always been Colossians 3.23, uh, which says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord and not for men. So I take that very literally with anything that it is I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not only doing it for myself or other people, but I'm doing it to honor God as well and do what he calls me to do. That's awesome. Um, I'm also a perfectionist, <laughs> and I can't stand that feeling of wondering like, what if I had done just a little bit more? What if I had, uh, you know, put in a little bit of extra effort or a little bit of extra time? What could I possibly have gotten out of it? And that just eats away at me. So I just give it everything all the time so I can sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe shooting like a thousand and one free throws instead of, because right. you used to shoot a, th a thousand? I've sh uh, usually closer to a hundred to two hundred a day. Every, okay. And then, yeah. Every once in a while you would go for a more. Okay. Every once in a while you would go for more. <laughs> uh, so, guys, I want to kind of talk about your basketball career as an, as an athlete playing in college mm -hmm. and then coaching. Now you coach a high school level homeschool team. Yeah, so yep. varsity high school. Varsity level. high school, yep. And so how has your experience as a basketball athlete and then as a basketball coach now affected your coaching as a personal trainer and coaching as a health coach? Um, so as a player, I had a wide variety of different experiences. Um, in high school, I was the star of the team. I was expected to you know, score the most points, lead the team, play all the minutes. Um, and so I kind of I got my love of competition, um, love of overcoming challenges, both with myself and other people, from that experience of you know, being out there on the floor and fighting game after game to try to win the game. Um, when I moved to college, um, I wasn't in that role anymore. I was more of a bench player supporting the team in other ways, uh, working really hard in practice to push the other players that we um, had on the, that were out on the floor more often, um, learning a whole lot by watching my coaches and watching the people on the floor and analyzing what was going on and what was happening. Um, so as my job as a coach now, I feel like my experiences at college were actually much more beneficial for me sitting on the bench most of uh. the time, not all the time, but most of the time, as opposed to in high school where I was out on the floor competing all the time, just from that analytical perspective. Um, so I learned several different things, um, that love of competition, and but also competing against myself, uh, knowing that, okay, I made 80 out of 100 free throws yesterday, today I'm going to make 85 out of 100 free throws. And not necessarily comparing myself to my teammates, but comparing myself to what I had done the previous day. Gotcha. Um, also, um, talking like using whatever situation that you're put in to the best that you can so yeah. like not every person wants to I didn't want to sit on the bench yeah um, but I was able to use the experiences that I had to have better myself and then better other people and through my job as a coach now I feel like I'm able to better help the kids that I'm coaching because of the experiences that I had wow. then um, yeah so that's because a lot of people in the the riding the bench type of situation like it's really easy to get bitter right. or or doubt yourself or doubt your abilities, but if you're able to, to glean something positive out of that, um, that can definitely help you in all in all walks of life to right. be able to figure out, you know, any situation that you're in, how do I make the best of this or how do I learn from this or how does this seemingly not great situation, how is this going to make me a better person down the road? Right. But 
Yeah, and then definitely transferring that over to my health coaching and my personal training, um, I can see how like every individual person needs something different to reach their full potential. So when I'm yeah. coaching my players in basketball, some kids need me to be in their face and not necessarily yelling at them, but yeah. pushing them strongly yeah. in order to get their best effort. Whereas other people, they just they need encouragement. They need to know that I'm there behind them, supporting them in order to get their best out of them. So in the same thing with health coaching and personal training, some of my clients need me to be a little more stern with them and push them a little bit harder, where other clients need more encouragement in order to get the best out of them. Okay. So it's almost like your your clientele base is like your your team. Yes. Like yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. All right. So when it comes to you and your nutrition and your fitness, your sleep, your time management, your work, because you do all these things extremely well, because you you are very motivated. But what do you have to work the hardest at to stay motivated? Because a lot of people from the outside think you guys are trainers. You love eating healthy. You love working out all the time. You love running for miles on a treadmill. <laughs> you love all of these things. It's so easy for you to stay motivated. It's so much harder for me because I don't enjoy this. Well, a lot of people don't know that, that you do a lot of stuff that you don't enjoy. Yes. So what is it of all of these things that you find the hardest to motivate yourself, that you actually have to work to motivate yourself at? Uh, nutrition is probably the hardest thing for me. Okay. Um, I've always been a very emotional eater. Um, so when I'm stressed, when I'm anxious, when I'm bored, <laughs> anything that has any kind of emotion to it, I tend to turn to food. That's okay. always kind of been my comfort, part of the reason that got me in the health situation that I was to begin with. Um, so trying to find other outlets for that has been a challenge, but it's also been you know good for me to learn so like fitness and sleep and time management I can put that in my schedule I know I'm working out at this time of the day yep. and I just do that nutrition is a little bit more challenging just because the culture of food in this country now everything revolves around food yes if yeah. it's a birthday you have cake if it's Thanksgiving you have everything to eat <laughs> if it's Christmas you have cookies you yeah. know everything you do something you know, good and your parents take you out to dinner. Everything we do always revolves around food. So trying to separate the emotion from the food has That's, always been something that you hard have to work out. Yeah. All right. So you write awesome programs. And anyway, anytime you're not training people, if you if you ever walk in the gym and you don't see Rebecca, she's probably tucked in a closet writing workouts for clients because she does uh, she does that a lot throughout the day. You write these well-rounded programs for all of your clients and all of your athletes that you train, and many of them follow those programs and do their workouts on their own when, when they're not with you, mm -hmm. and I'd argue that your clients who are probably making the, the best progress the fastest are the ones who work out when they're not with you, Yes. Um, if they're not training multiple times a week with you. So can you explain to us the value of the individual, or the client or the athlete, putting in the work to make your program work? as opposed to people who come in wanting a quick fix solution, like Rebecca's going to fix me. Yes. So. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Even when I went to college, I double majored in exercise science nutrition. I come home and everybody said, oh, so you can fix me when you graduate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, but there is no such thing as a quick fix. Um, yeah. I've been working at this since I was in fifth grade, which is I don't even know how many years ago, and it's still a constant 
you know, a constant lifestyle change, a constant battle of just challenge of learning what I can do and what I can't do and continually to push myself. Um, I'm a big quote person and I love quotes, but one yeah. of my favorite ones is that exercise is not a struggle with death, but rather a celebration of life. And I try to um, promote that with all of my clients. So a lot of the clients that I have that are following my programs and coming in four or five days a week on their own to get the workouts in, they have come to realize that it's not a diet. It's not a four-week, five-week program that I'm going to do this and I'm going to be fit and then it's all over. I'm going to be what I want to be. It's this constant um, lifestyle change of continually learning new things, continuing to push yourself and continuing to find new things that you can do and then pushing beyond those boundaries to something else that you don't think you are possible, you can do. Um, so when you think about like motivation with my lifestyle or health coach background, you're trying to focus on the intrinsic motivators. So wanting to look a certain way, wanting to fit into this pair of jeans, wanting to, um, you know, run a 5k. Yeah. That may push you for a few weeks or a month, but eventually that motivation is going to fade because either you're going to run that 5k or you're not going to see the results in your body that you want and you just kind of fizzle out and you don't have that lasting motivation. You need to find yeah. something inside of yourself that you're pushing for and that you're striving for. That And that is what's going to continue and push you for the rest of your life. Okay. So you're telling me it's not a quick fix solution. No. Okay. <laughs> no such thing. Because, yeah. And, and, you, and you've seen with, with you yourself personally working since fifth grade and still – finding things that you right. struggle with that it has like if if you had set a goal for yourself and hit it or set a goal that you like I want to never crave ice cream again well that's not a thing that's going to happen right. <laughs> yeah and there are yeah. there is a place for short term goals because yes. they do get you a jump yeah. start but you need to have those long term ones in the back of your mind as well yeah so almost ma- making like the long term goals and then maybe short-term goals you can kind of have along the way right. to hit certain exactly. things. But, yeah, if you don't have that long-term goal, it makes it really hard to stay motivated right. when things get tough. Yeah. Speaking of tough things, you've, you've let me program for you. You've been willing enough and brave enough to let me program for you for, for the past six months. Yes. Um, Rebecca has not questioned – well, you've questioned sometimes. <laughs> you, have, you, you haven't not done something that I've programmed for you for six months, and this includes um, – Running for an hour straight, which you never did before, uh, and you probably, hopefully, never, never will again, again unless I program it for you again. Um, and doing a lot of exercises and a lot of training styles that you would um, that you wouldn't have programmed for yourself, mm-hmm. but with your work ethic and your desire to to challenge yourself, you've stuck really stuck through this stuff. And I've seen you progress a lot over the past six months. So, um, what have you liked and disliked about your program? And this is Rebecca being 100% honest and not paying her to say good stuff about my program. Uh, I just want you to be, be honest about your program. What have you liked and not liked about it? And then how would you describe uh, the style of your workouts or describe just the general overview of your workouts? Okay. Um, so what I liked uh, was learning new ways to program. Um, as a coach and as a trainer, I think it's very important to always be learning new things and always to be striving to get better. So by having 
you plan my workouts. Um, I was, you know, constantly learning new ways to program, new exercises to do, new ways to pair exercises together, new ways to do some prehab and mobility. Um, so constantly challenging me not only as an athlete but also as a trainer um, and a coach as well. Um, doing things and pushing me harder than I would ever push myself. I think everybody always needs to have <laughs> have a coach outside of themselves to push them and make them run for an hour or do front rack <laughs> lunges or all those crazy things. Um, yeah, probably what I disliked the most was just the exercises that I dislike. So okay. running for an hour was horrible. Um, <laughs> all the lunges and the front squats and um, exercises that I'm not particularly good at. Okay. <laughs> you like the ones you're good at. I though. like the ones Especially I'm good at. Especially the ones that you're better than me at, you really liked. <laughs> but yeah, so just... I liked the challenge and I okay. liked having somebody else program my workouts because I program so many all the time that I didn't want to have to focus, focus on my on own me. all the time. Um, and I, even the things I disliked, I have to say that I appreciated because okay. it was something that I wouldn't make myself do otherwise. Gotcha. Um, so to describe it, basically we kind of took six months or six weeks and divided it up into different um, focuses. focuses. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, I always felt like it was very organized. Um, I felt like I progressed from one uh, focus to the next. I felt they flowed into each other very well. I can definitely see, you know, huge changes in what I am capable of doing, not only yeah. the weights that I can lift, but my mobility and my squat depth. And um, just I felt like the program was very effective overall oh, um, and very challenging for me. There were some yeah. days that I was laying on the floor after workouts <laughs> not wanting to get up again, but yet just I crave that and I like that. So once, you know, you've completely beat yourself down, but then you get up and say, oh, well, I accomplished that. So now I'm going to have to do something even harder, harder because tomorrow. Yeah, cause that was, <laughs> because I finished I that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's been – it's been great for me to not only see you progress, but also um, to test a lot of these workouts that people will see in straight shot. Like a lot of the circuits that you and I tested will be adapted for a straight shot. So there's some of them that you and I did that absolutely destroyed us. I was like, I need to make this a little easier for people. And other ones that I that I that I kept the same, other ones that I dialed up. So it's it's been. I've been thankful to have somebody who kind of blindly goes into these programs because we need we need monkeys to shoot into space and we're the monkeys right now with with right. this. So um, yeah, so thank you for for being a part of that. Thank so you. we're gonna finish up with a rapid fire round. I'm gonna say just two words, and then you give me an answer. So very okay. short questions here. So and we'll do this as fast as we can. All right. All right. Ready? Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, favorite exercise. Bench press. Least favorite exercise. Front rack lunges. Favorite occasional slash cheap food? Ice cream. Healthy food that you absolutely hate? Beets. <laughs> uh, first movie you saw in a theater? Pocahontas. Favorite sports team? Uh, UNC Tar Heels basketball. We'll take college. College? That is college. I UNC. said we'll take college. Oh, you'll take college? <laughs> I should have asked you for a professional. I should have no. asked you least favorite sports team. Least favorite sports team. Duke. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Last place you went on vacation? Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Uh, a sled dog. That, that's absolutely right. <laughs> what superpower or ability would you want to possess? Uh, teleportation. Is that so you can get away? Is that so that you can teleport? 
like a 5k so you don't have yes. to run it okay <laughs> and then uh last one a little more serious what would you say to the fifth grade that's whenever all that started right fifth what would you say to fifth grade rebecca to motivate her to stick with it um, I tell her that you're going to accomplish so many things that you can't even imagine yourself doing right now. Um, don't place limitations on yourself. Um, embrace the new experiences. Be confident in what you can do. Um, and enjoy the ride because it's definitely going to be long, but it's going to be fun. Wow. I feel like like anybody in fifth grade needs to hear that. <laughs> fifth grade can be rough. Kids can be mean. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. How If people want to get in touch with you for like health coaching or um, ask you questions because people ask us questions all the time, mm -hmm. what's, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, probably by email. Okay. Um, all right. So in the, um, the comments here, I'll put up uh, Rebecca's email. Um, just don't spam her, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining us, Rebecca. If you guys have any questions um, and you want me to get them to Rebecca, if you want to send it through social media, uh, it's at Straight Shot Training on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll talk to you all next week. Mm -hmm.